Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, no, you are. and Dom. Hello! <laughs> and the film we're looking at this time is the 1980 film Popeye, uh, starring Robin Williams, Shelley Duval, and others, which we'll get to, no doubt, in roll call. Uh, Joe, uh, this was your choice. Um, can you tell us? I'm, I'm trying to not say it as, for God's sake, man, can you tell us why? But, Joe, could you tell us why you picked it? I think I've said this before. I was kind of pissed off that I ended up watching Cannonball Run 2, and after you guys watched 10 minutes of it, you're like, nah, it's so bad we're not going to watch it. So I'm like, I'm going to have my revenge one day. So I chose Popeye. But I will say, we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I think that it's not a complete crap hole. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are good things about it, and we're going to discuss good things, we're going to discuss bad things. And I think everyone's going to have their own opinion. And I think some might be more surprising than others. So we'll see. Ooh, right. Okay. Is that a good enough answer? It's Well, it's, it, it, it's an answer. Um, after this, I think, well, I think we probably may have all collectively made the decision already um, that revenge films are banned at this point, in which case I would have said Dom. Dom was taking revenge out with, with legend, but, you know. Um, there was no criteria for that. At least you're being honest, Joe. So I do appreciate that. Um, so uh, who do you want to pick first for their for their view? The I summary. I'll pick, I'll pick Amanda first. No, don't come to me first. Oh, you want me to skip you? <laughs> I don't. Don't just come to me last. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that bodes well. This exit is closed. <laughs> All right, Dom. Yeah, so I think for the first time since I've been contributing to this pod, I had to kind of step outside myself when I was reviewing this film because I think it would have been a dead easy film to just sit there with your arms folded, tutting and say this is like a one or two out of ten and not to jump to any conclusions, but perhaps certain members of this pod may have done exactly that. But um, it does make me wonder if I've not been open-minded enough about other films in the past because, um, yeah, I, actually, I thought there was some stuff to enjoy in this film, and I definitely think it's a good one, even if it was motivated by revenge and spite uh, to have, for Joe to have chosen. So I'm looking forward to discussing it. Clearly not a classic, clearly some fairly fundamental flaws in it, but actually some interesting areas to discuss. All right, uh, Charles, since I was going to say, Amanda wants Amanda's to go last. last. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> going to be me. Um, I actually grew up uh, watching Popeye and uh, genuinely liked it as a as a you know it was the, the i couldn't never understand olive oil and her flitting between bluto and popeye and playing them off against each other but i guess that you know after a while that was just the, the stick of it because she's a whore well <gasps> wow crikey getting straight yeah, out that, the gate she is a whore i mean every time i watch popeye cartoons i'm like what a whore she is wow, wow. okay well we <laughs> had a lot to a lot to decide wow. dissect just in that, opinion? just in that phrase alone. Wait, wait till he hear his views are wimpy. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't uh, put his punches. <laughs> yeah. um, 
However, I, I, I stuck this on. And the one thing I'll say before I, t- I feel is I think I like the ambition of the film. I like the set. I think it was, you know, I think we'll come up in trivia, but it was filmed in Malta and the set is still there. Um, so it, it's, you know, you can still go and see it. You can still go and visit it, but it's very popular. Um, so, yeah, I think the ambition of what they were trying to do and, and trying to keep it as true to the cartoon as they as they could. Um, but having watched this film, I would say that it's actually made me dislike the cartoon now. Um, and it's actually made me go back and think that I did watch The Pink Panther, but The Pink Panther was a escapade with, you know, Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau. It had nothing to do with The Pink Panther getting up to, you know, dastardly tricks all the time. So I guess watching this, I, I found it very, I mean, I found it like wading through mud. I found I found the songs appalling. I, I found that the, I mean, that Bluto song is it, it, a strange thing where he talks about I'm mean. It's weird because it starts off as one song and then after about 15 seconds, it goes into a different type of song and then thinks it's coming back, but doesn't go. And I'm like, Who's writing this? And it's Harry Nielsen. And I'm like, it can't be. It, it, it just can't be. So, you know, the songs are, are about the olive oil, I think, is true, true to form. I did like Shirley Duvall. I couldn't tell what Robin Williams was saying half the time, but I don't think it mattered too much. Um, Sweepy has a nice smile. Don't know. There we go. Mate, you've got to keep something up your sleeve for the review. <laughs> this is your introduction yeah, to well, comments. Yeah? yeah, that's it. Right, you're going to take your headset off, throw it at the camera, and go, yeah? Oh, I've said some positives there, so it's like, you know. Okay. Nice. But here comes Amanda. I think we need a drum roll. Yeah, Amanda, are you ready now? Well, Joe, what have you done to me? (laughs) Nothing physically. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Watching that film, oh my God. I got literally, it was about four minutes in. It? <laughs> it was about four was about or five. Four yeah. minutes. And I thought, oh my God, it's it's a film of an hour and 53. How am I actually going to cope with another hour and 49 minutes? And to be perfectly honest, I had to look at my phone. I had to just mentally switch off because I was literally getting driven mad by... Robin Williams's accent of Popeye, Harry was talking. I couldn't make head or tail of what he was saying. I don't know if that was on purpose or what. I don't know. But oh my God. And then olive oil. <gasps> Seriously. Did she actually annoy herself with that <laughs> voice and keep repeating the same? phrase over and over and over again jeez i'm annoying myself now just just <laughs> even talking about it it's shelly duvall's favorite role well over she's the shining um oh, she hated this she, she got abused in the shining she, yeah she was bullied horribly wasn't she oh, oh she can look back on it and say it's a better role than this right and oh. the fact it had got i didn't know it was a musical or had musical element to it, and I don't like them. So all the factors combined 
the only saving grace for me was the baby. Okay. Well, so what? Because the baby was cute. It's not all negatives then. No. Okay, that's like good. She she liked the baby, so I'm assuming it's not going to be a score of a zero. But you never know. I, I I genuinely don't know. Have we yeah, ever had a zero? Don't. Have we ever had a zero on this pod? Uh, maybe. No, no. Not, not by me. No, no. no. I've never okay. given a zero. Well, there we go, listeners. Tantalise you with the prospect of a potential zero well, Z bomb. The thing is, I listened to Joe's podcast, and Joe discussed this and kind of told me. Um, Something which I'm sure you're going to bring up about a previous podcast that, and a film that I genuinely love, Joe, and how you compared the two. If you remember oh. how you finished, yes. Yeah, so you can you can <laughs> talk about that at some point. That's fine. But I was listening. I, I was listening to the end of the podcast. He's going, "Oh, you find me on Rusted Junk," and this week we're going to be doing um, uh, Popeye. Uh, nobody had seen it, and then you start, started to give you views, and I'm like, "Oh, this is like a little." Uh, uh, a little taster for what's to come. But anyway, so yeah. Four play. Now, over to you, Joe. Do you want to do you want to do roll call and get that? I didn't even get to say what I want to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were already... Right, no, okay. I go oh. at the end. Okay. No, you, you're rushed to just crap on this movie. You Not at all. Stop on the brakes here, pal. I started quite... I started Maybe it's now it. being our shortest episode ever. No, now I'm ready to defend it. You know, just because it's like, Oof. well, let's go. Let's go to roll call. <laughs> we want to get this over with. Trivia, trivia in five. Yeah, I got trivia too. All right, <laughs> no, and I wanted to go over the history of of how I experienced this movie. So I was a, I think I was about thirteen years old. I wasn't old enough to drive at that point. So I saw commercials, and I got to say that the trailer, which you're going to show, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, I will show whenever you're ready. That trailer sells the movie. It does a very good job of selling that movie. I don't care what you think about the movie, but when you see it, Robin Williams is a good Popeye. Shelley uh, Duvall is good olive oil. The guy who plays Bluto is pretty good. Sweet Pea is kind of cute. And it kind of has, it does a good job of depicting the characters from the comic strip and the cartoon. But anyway, so I begged my father. I was like, Dad, can we go see Popeye? I really want to go see it because I was a big fan of Robin Williams. He was a Mork and Mindy, you know, and he was really funny. And uh, I was just dying to see it. And it really was the first time I experienced like an abundance overlord of shame while sitting in the theater because I was so embarrassed. I felt like I, I, I couldn't look my father in the eye, you know. Oh, I, I was so, I felt like, God, I. I just hope this movie is over, you know? And then another song would start. It's like, no, no more songs, please. You know, it's like, well, maybe this will be better. No. You know? It's like, were, you, were you looking at your dad's reaction? I was like kind or, of side-eyeing him. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was side-eyeing him. And then we got in the car and we didn't say anything, you know, wow. whole trip home. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know how to apologize to him. Uh, it, it just is like, when I think of like embarrassment and shame, I always think of this. This is my first one. So I guess you could say I'm triggered by Popeye because even when I see it, it's like the first thing I think of is like, oh man, I remember when I tortured my father, taking, asking him to take me to go see this movie because I thought it was going to be good. At, you know, and I, I will say though, as it's 
gotten older, people consider this a cult classic. What? So right. They do. I mean, if you you go into if you go into IMDb, there are a bunch of tens on there, you know. And if they're not tens, there's nines, there's eights, and then there's some threes and all that stuff. But there's a lot of people that really like this movie. You know, and and they see something that we might not see. Were they deaf or blind or? There's <laughs> <laughs> like ten people just turned off. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. You feel no shame at putting us through it as well, but but uh, but, but touching, no, I touching, don't. Touching story though, Joe. Yeah. Just no. I, I, oh, sorry. No, I, was just, I was just going to say, right? There there are some genuinely bad movies out there with no redeeming features because they're just dross. You know, they're churned out for profit or they're just mindless. Mm. You know, generic recycled rubbish whatever the shortcomings and failings of this film and there are several um at least it's kind of got an idea and it is creative and, and original and um and there's something to be said for that isn't there it's better to have a pretty spectacular glorious failure than it is just to uh limp along you know feeding along the bottom like a lot of hollywood movies do these days well i think like when you see the movie and when i watched it recently i was like you know what the story is good the execution is horrible and the music is horrible you know but i think like what they were going for is what i would have went for kind of like a clint eastwood spaghetti western thing you know where a man with no name comes into town nobody knows what to think of him until he defeats one of the bad guys and then they start to like him and accept him in the community i think that's what they were going for and it was a good idea but it was poorly executed I like I I thought Robin Williams was very good. I thought he performed a, a really good job as Popeye. But other than Shelley Duvall, everybody else was just horrible. You know, it's just really again it's embarrassing at, at times to watch cuz it's like this guy it was is Robert Altman that directed it and yes. I I feel I, I never liked MASH. I mean, I like this TV series, and we discussed this. But I, I did. The, no, MASH is a, the MASH the film is a classic to me. Well, I, I love the TV series, not not the movie. It's weird because I also you you recommended the player for me too, and I mm. I started I, I tried to watch that three times, and I couldn't get through the first twenty minutes of it. It's him. He's the problem. He's definitely the problem because I watched a few. He did some westerns back in the seventies, and they were on recently. And I just happened to watch them, and I'm like, and you know, it's got Paul Newman in it. It's got like uh, Warren Beatty in it. It's it was like very popular for the seventies, and I'm like, this movie's crap. It's him because he's got like so many good actors, and he can't deliver. That's my problem with the guy. Oh, I have fond memories of fond memories of Mash, uh, the film. As well as the TV series, so I can. Charlie, can, I, can I anger you up at this point? Favorite Altman film, then yours must be Mashed by the Sun. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Gosford Park. That, I did like Gosford Park. Yeah, that, that'd be my favorite. Yeah, oh. but I think that's he, he probably had to go on some kind of retreat after Popeye and uh, just like make some sort of sacrifice to some god in order to give him powers to direct because. I think that guy blows. I think he's a horrible director. It's interesting because Joe started by saying, oh, I'm going to defend this film and I'm going to do it. I am defending it. Whenever whenever you're ready, Joe. I mean, uh, I haven't heard anything so far. No, I'm ragging on the the director. I feel like it was all his fault. uh, The the songs and 
all the other actors apart from he two. was the one that cast the, that decided this is the guy i want to write the songs you know it should not have been a musical if it was not a musical and it was kind of like a a little bit more serious you know still have some funny parts to it well yeah, Joe, yeah sorry mate you can't no, go ahead oh, yeah, just, i'm done with my things so you, you I, guys I, just pop in no, no, but <laughs> I think that um, I think that point about the seriousness of it is a good one because one of the things that occurred to me is well, why is this a U film? So I, I know it's got to appeal to children; you know, they're part of the target audience. But I think by making it a U, it's just too saccharine, sweet. If it had been at least a PG, I'm not saying it has to be malevolent and dark, but you know, just a little bit more edge to it, a little bit more kind of what I understand is in keeping with the original comic strips and perhaps some of the cartoon. You know, a little bit of double entendre, a little bit of kind of the violence not quite so cartoonish and, and outlandish and maybe Popeye a slightly more rounded character he is after all supposed to be kind of a an older sailor isn't he I thought Robin Williams is possibly a bit too young for it to play him in this um in this film so I just thought that was that was the starting point of this being a U universally suitable probably held it back um in my, my view yeah yeah I, I still think that there's a good movie in there somewhere. If somebody edited the movie, took out all the songs, and just cut it up, it, it could be a decent movie. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's the execution. They had a good idea, but they failed in the execution of doing the movie. Mm. Well, okay. On that note, can we move to Roll Call now? What about trailer? <laughs> Trailer, trailer then roll call okay right we talked about the trailer here it is what am i i'm papa the sailor and i am what i am what i am and i am what i am and that's all that i am because i am what i am you got it? I think so, yeah. I'm a girl out of muscle, and I only got one eye, and I've never heard nobody, so I'll never tell a lie. Top to me bottom, from the bottoms to me top. That's the way it is, to the days that I drop. What am I? What am I? I am what I am! I'm I, the sailor. Must trust only baby. You're a baby. It says here, right there, right. Robin Williams, <laughs> Shelley Duvall, in Popeye. I said fui, and I mean. Okay, I'm inclined to agree with you, Joe. That if you were, if you wanted to, if you saw that trailer and you like Popeye, then you'd probably go and see it based on the trailer. I'll, I'll agree with you Would on you that, though, because it's got singing in it. It's just him oh. singing um, the best song in the movie. 
which is his regular song, his theme song. I don't know, like I'm that Popeye, one. The seller, you know. No, it, that one annoyed me. I am what I am, what I am, what I am. But that's his, yeah. his, his, his it, that basically has his theme song. He's basically it. looking at the bottom of the abyss in a series of songs, and one is slightly higher than the other. The, the, worst, song, the, the, the worst song in this, and there are a, a lot of I contenders, mean. is when Popeye's dad gets a bit dark and he introduces it by saying, I will live and die by hate. And then just launches into this uh, this ode to hate, which is quite a strange part of the film, I thought. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we'll never do it, but I would love to be able to rank these songs because they're just one bad song after another. Like that food song. It's like, why is that even in there? They're, they're not even just bad, though. They're slightly, there's a, lot, a bit of a nightmarish quality to them as well, isn't it? It's like, they're <laughs> feeling travel sick or slightly trippy or something, or at the end of a big night out when you're head spinning it's that kind of woozy effect when they kick in because it does it doesn't look like any of the actors are putting their heart or soul into it at all and they're just these kind of like eerie carnivalesque terribly written and constructed songs that yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they're stuff of nightmares i think um yeah I thought it was quite Not funny oh but, she um, thinks it's funny oh that's good no, no i thought something was <laughs> quite that funny the fact that the um the book is the betting shop was also part of a brothel. Yeah, I was, <laughs> when you said that it was rated U, I was like, yeah, they got prostitutes in there, they have gambling. How is yeah. it rated U over there? I mean, it's rated, they call it G over here, but... Well, PG... Jaws is a PG. They're cartoonish, aren't they? You know, these ladies of the night aren't sat around picking at the uh, blisters on their face, <laughs> are they? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> like to take Wimpy's winnings off him through... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say they don't really have boobs. Well, I thought they were all men. I thought they were all men dressed as women. No, I don't think they were okay. all men. Not in 1980. Oh, what? Oh, we just had Rocky. Well, not just had, but Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, okay. But I tell you, if I was Popeye, I'd be going to that brothel instead of like court and olive oil. <laughs> you really got it in for. She is, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, that, that scene around the dinner table, but look. Should we do roll call and then we'll get into it? Should okay. Do, right, okay. Joe. So is that what we're going to do? We're going to do, ro- do roll I, call? I was, I was enjoying the brothel chats, to be honest. We've, we've we'll get to trans- the brothel. Transsexual male brothel. We'll, we'll go back to the brothel. We will. That's not a problem. Okay. Um, but right, Joe, so- Joe, this is the first, by the way, Rusty Junk, as if I call you that, however you listen or watch. Uh, Joe is going to run uh, roll call. Roll Over to you, Joe. Roll call. All right, so Robin Williams, he plays the lead. Uh, Amanda, can you tell me three movies that he's been in? Oh, oh yeah, yes. Uh, good morning, Vietnam. Yes. Um, is it what seating Gilbert? Great, was he in that one? No, no, no. no? Okay. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. How many choices does she get? Is this this? Is... Well, she has no. to she has to come up with three. I know. Oh, well, okay. um, she, she, she was always more of a Gary Barlow woman, eh, Amanda? Can I, can I get a laugh at that joke? Or... <laughs> That's um, quite good. Uh, edit that out, Charlie. No, 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 that was a good gag. Did he dress as a woman Missed. in the film? Yes, yes. Oh, come on, we've seen it four Mrs. times. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yes. That's you got one, one more. You got I get one him more. and Tootsie mixed up, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's funny uh, you say that. They do look similar. Um, 
another one. Oh god. Um oh there's that thing the dead yeah. society. Very good, Amanda. Got that. Yeah, there we go. You guys wanna contribute? Uh I want to give you Robin Williams' best film, which is The World According to Garp. Um which we will cover at some point. That's just, I mean, I was talking about it the other day. It was just like, could just kept going okay. on and on about it. But best, best film, which is non-Ponzi. So, you know, well, best, World of Garp is his best <laughs> film, I'd have to agree, but a non-Ponzi, more commercial choice. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Fish King. <laughs> well, does it, what, does it have to be a summer blockbuster or... Has to agree with my Jumanji, surely. That's his best. Oh, his God, best. no. <laughs> yeah. What? Next, you're going to say, and I, so. and, I, and I loved his uh, going into the, a night at the museum. He was wonderful in that. <laughs> no, no, and no. <laughs> Robin Williams is is overrated. He's not I, I overrated. He's, he's divisive. He, he's, surely he's the most, you know, Marmite actor there's ever been. God rest his soul. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think his best role was Aladdin. Just because he could basically riff, you know, for a while. Yeah, he was. And that's what he was best at because his his stand up was. I I loved his stand up because I remember him from Mork and Mindy. Yeah, yeah, that's where I first saw him. And Popeye was his first movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. He was on Mork and Mindy. I think, yeah, uh, which was from Happy Days. I think they were both Paramount Productions. And this was a Paramount production co-produced with Paramount and Disney. Um, (laughs) Disney regrets that now. But again, (laughs) they're making mistakes. It's Popeye all over again for them. Uh, Yeah, My problem with Robin Williams, is, and I heard a lot of people say this, is that he ad-libs a little too much, you know, like where he throws the other actors off and they kind of get annoyed. He's kind of like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey does that too, which I'm not saying that they're bad, but I I think that that's what kept him from being high. Like I know like with Batman, he was, he was considered it for the Joker. He was considered for the Riddler, you know, and they always went with somebody else. Cause I think he was, they realized he was uncontrollable. Well, Jim, Car- it, Jim Carrey's kind of like that, isn't he, really? Yeah, they, they went with... Uh, you know, Jim Carrey was good as the Riddler, but I'm just saying they went with somebody that was even more uncontrollable. So, uh, I think I think Jim Jim Carrey's far superior to Robin Williams. I think Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind or yeah. Truman Show. I don't think oh, Robin Truman Williams Show, got yeah. one like that in his locker. Um, he's just too sentimental, I think. You know, whichever way he plays it, it's either totally over the top or just dripping in sentimentality. So, personally, I like Jumanji, as I've already been mocked for, but I'd suppose Dead Poet Society would be my favourite of his more serious role. <laughs> you, you, I've watched it. that with you, Charlie. I've seen that film with you. You haven't always what, and did, it. Did I stand on a chair and go, well, Captain, my Captain? Or did that's I just how, go? That, that's how you used to greet mm. me when I came home from work, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because you brought home a bottle of rum. <laughs> yeah, Damn, I'm, uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention he won an Oscar. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got my. Well, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm not. Oh, sorry. Wait, Oscar bounce. Oscar bounce. Oscar bounce. Yeah, still no theme tune, is there? Yeah. So what? He's been. He got nominated, <laughs> didn't he, for Good Morning Vietnam and the Poet Society, and he won it for anyone know? Uh, sorry, Best Supporting Actor. He won the Academy Award for. Well, I know, but you know, we'll give these guys. What out of those shot. two films? No, so no. Films. The Fisher King. Nope. Oh, I thought he did. 
Oh, no, supporting actor. Unless, unless my chat GPT uh, inspired research has let me down. <laughs> it's not so, very good, Tom, really, good, still. <laughs> what, my research yeah. isn't very good? Oh, sorry, yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah, Goodwill Hunting, yeah. Did you slag off my research, then? Uh, yes, if you're using chat GPT. I asked it to write a blog. I asked it to summarise uh, why 2000... I keep asking it about 2010, um, as odd as, you know, the year we made contact, and it still has no idea. And I'd keep checking in with it to get, in case it's learned that what it's doing was wrong. And it actually said, Hal Holbrook in this film... Um, critics think Hal Holbrook in this film deserves an Oscar. And I had to tell it and go, do you know what's wrong with this? Hal Holbrook isn't in the bloody film. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not being funny. You are quite thick, really, aren't you? I mean, that's what I feel like saying to it. Although I don't say it to it because in five years' time when it's taken over and it's got machine gun pointed at my head going, you remember what he said five years ago? Yeah, I'm a bit more intelligent now. So, uh, I get I can see Charlie like uh, several years from now in a nursing home having an argument with Chat GPT or whatever the frig it's called. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, I'll say you know nothing. You know absolutely we, can, nothing. Can we clip and edit this bit for a shot? Because that's the most peculiar take on Chat GPT I've ever heard in my life. Is <laughs> as it as it references some some film. Yeah, that, that's that's your little sliver of insight to Chat GPT. Yeah, but I if you use the same thing to test it, it twelve months. But if you lose, if you keep going and you keep asking it stuff. And you keep having the conversation, it still goes, duh, duh, and it doesn't know what it's doing. It doesn't know what it's talking about. And I'm going to go, I thought you were machine learning it like the speed of sound. And you're not, because you're now inventing actors that weren't even in the film. Well, again, Charlie, it's, it's going to get smarter and you're going to get dumber. And eventually, that's fine. It'll for, be the going moment, as... for the moment, I'm smarter than ChatGPT. Okay, oh. that's good. And when I was uh, on a call, to do with work and i described a topic that iso 27001 security standard at the end of it the guy said that made it so clear because i typed this question into chat gpt and you've just answered it better and i went great so i'm better than chat gpt and the guy at the other end went well yeah it appears so two for two oh Thank you. my god well, I two heard it for all two okay ai zero no Okay. Yes. Shall we, Maybe you've had a good devolve? teacher, i.e. me. What an odd tangent that was. Right, come on. Shelly <laughs> Duvall. Uh, uh, the Shining. Um, Is she yeah. any relation to Robert Duvall? Yeah, he's, I always thought that. I, I, I doubt it. I just think it's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say it's an Italian name, but I don't know if it's an Italian name. Because I don't think he was Italian, you know, in, well, in The Godfather. I think that the majority, I <laughs> know I'm going off a tangent. Forget it. <laughs> no, 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 come on, Joe. We, we do know you have some controversial views to share in this area from our private WhatsApp group. So if you want to get us blacklisted, oh, no, sorry. If you want to get us banned, then let's say your controversial <laughs> well, you, just, you just did. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Now, perhaps for, for our late night special pods, we can we can delve into that. Don't start singing nursery rhymes about sheep. Joe. What? No, 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 not you. What's that about nursing not, rhymes? Not about you, you don't speak nursing rhymes. I should have put full stop, although you call it uh, period. What? They call the full stop. The Americans, they call a full stop a period. A period is what a girl has, a female yeah, I was thinking, has. That's what I was thinking too. When, when, 
but that's what they call it. Is that not right, Joe? Uh, we call it women's problems. You don't call it full. What do you call a full stop? Oh, oh, you mean like end of sentence? Yeah. yeah. Period. End of sentence. What the? Like the what? dot at the end of a sentence is called a period. It's not. It's a full stop. It's stop. So when I'm it's, typing, so when you're typing uh, on the uh, keyboard and you yeah. see that dot, and it's like, oh, there's the full stop. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we, we Do you call think it the full period. stop's red? Definitely <laughs> binary. So, you know, <laughs> is that where you're pressing it? Um, hey, you know, here's some Oscar chat here. Uh, uh, look at him. Look at him. You know look what? at him. If only Def- a period your country, was really no, no. that small and that simple that it was just one dot. No, I, I might be getting this wrong, though. I, I, I think a couple of years ago, one of the best documentaries was by some woman, and the name of the movie was Period End of Sentence, I think. And it was about a woman's menstrual cycle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I had to throw that out there. Mm, okay. Crikey. Wow. We are still on rock. Can I just check? We are still on rock. I mean, well, we're still on We're still talking about Popeye. <laughs> right. How did we get to periods on Popeye? Anyway, there we this go. Stops. This, chat, stops. this chat has made ChatGPT gates incredible. Gonna, we... We're going to break ChatGPT <laughs> with this. You realize that, don't you? It's going to go. Uh, well, it transcribes. Cool. No, because it transcribes. You should see what it transcribes as a blog. It takes the words that we do because when you right. edit it, right. it, it does all of these things. And honestly, last time, people can go and read it. That it talked about, and they talked extolling the virtues of double bagger, and and it started, and it just didn't know what it was talking about, but it, it kind of felt like a child that just heard it and went, <laughs> oh, and they seem to have fun talking about double bagging. I'm like, what, what, what? So I left it in. And Charlie should say, to make a long story short, <laughs> yeah. anyone going to say late. it? Too late. I hate GBT or whatever the hell it's called, Chat GBT. That's both of us in the firing line, then, Joe. No, 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 no. You, I was being you. No, no. Was, well, no. I don't. Th- right, let's, it's, let's... It, it's so thick that it won't differentiate between what the context. So it's fine. Anyway, right, roll on, call. Let's let's get to Shelley Duvall. I'll just say, God, she's just freaky looking. Um, she is. She, she can crack mirrors. You know, she could scare children, and and now she's even worse. And I'm sure that's probably a bad thing to say because she's old, but. I never understood how she became an actress. I mean, you have to have some sort of, I won't even say sex appeal, but some kind of attractiveness to be put on a poster for whatever movie she's in, in the seventies. What else was she in Joe? Uh, she was in a lot of Robert Altman movies. (laughs) Was she, uh, she was in the play, wasn't she? A sexual relationship with him. She might have, um, but no, I, I looked at it, you know, in some of the movies, I forget. One was Buffalo Bill and uh, Paul Newman was in it. And I forget Miss, Mr. Mrs. McCabe and whatever. McCabe and Mr. Mrs. McCabe, Mr. Miller. Cabe yeah, Miller. yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah, she was in that one. Um, but she was in uh, Roxanne. I liked her in Roxanne. as well. But time bandits, surely, yeah. yeah, but her career is defined by The Shining, isn't it? That's that's her you know, yes. about film, you know, famously bullied by Kubrick, getting into the same scene, shot after shot after shot, long past any artistic 
reasons to do so. And um, personally speaking, I just think it's an absolutely amazing film, obviously dominated by Jack Nicholson, but she makes a contribution to it uh, as well. I think it's yeah, a, yeah. I a think, great yeah, movie. Yeah, I think. What's interesting is Robin Williams was up for the role in The Shining. Yeah. And you can imagine if they did The Shining first, the both of them, and then they did this movie. With the round. Wow. wow. The Shining was 1980, wasn't it? So was it, this was right after The Shining. So you come out of The Shining and you wait a little bit and then you go back in and you watch her as olive oil. And that's why she loves it, because it was like it was such a relief for her. You know, after her experience with The Shining. Mm. Okay. Next, uh, I don't know where we're going to go with ne- the next one. So I mean, Ray Walston. Some... Do you know him? Poop. Play, play Poop Deck Pappy. Uh, go on, tell me what he's been in. Uh, he was in a TV show over here called My Favorite Martian. Yeah, that's what I've he's best known that, for. I've never watched it. Okay. But he's also been in The Sting, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Um, but he, he's mostly known for My Favorite Martian, which was a eh, semi-popular show, I guess, back in the 60s, I think. Okay. Uh, Wimpy, Paul Dooley. Now, do you know who this guy is, Charlie? Have you seen him before? Yes, I have. And I'm going to look up because I do know. I'm trying to think what he's been in. I was thinking of the tax. I think I thought you were going to go to the tax man. Um, no, next. well, actually, I didn't even put him down, but yeah, I, I was going to mention him because I'm I know you're familiar with him, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Only because, uh, well, if we're talking about him now, he's the president in Clear and Present Danger with Harrison yeah. Ford, uh, and he's also Steve Martin's dad in House Sitter, oh, and, yeah, and I think that that's one. a really, really underrated film. I just think people wrote it off, um. And yeah, well, Wimpy's the guy that eats the hamburgers. Yes, so he's the dad in, he's the dad in Sixteen Candles. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Anything else? No. He was in. Did you ever see Breaking Away? You should see no. that. That's that's a good movie. I'll talk to you about that later. Okay. Uh, All right. Curb your enthusiasm. He's uh, Cheryl's father. Ah, uh, right. Okay, that's that's a lot more context. Okay, yeah, like that. You, you missed um, Donald Moffat, the tax man. He's also in West Wing, Charlie. I can't believe you let that slip through your fingers. Who was he in the West Wing? Uh, Secretary of State Lewis Berryhill is in it quite a lot. Yeah, I, see, I, I don't I, remember him in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, oh God, it, it, don't, 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 because he'll start watching the Westwick again. He'll make me watch <laughs> it again. Yeah, I didn't bother writing his name down because, uh, you know, other than Clear and Present Danger, I really didn't know him. But it's surprising that he went from the tax man to the president of the United States, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he was, um, what else was he in? Uh, he played Lyndon. He played the president twice. He played Lyndon B. Johnson in, in something. Oh yeah. Um, as no, far as I remember. Him. Yeah. It's all right. It's I think, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what oh, I have for what? the thing. He's in the thing. Oh, he's in the thing. Okay. Yes. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Sorry. I, I can't believe I've got, I was, I was watching a comparison between the thing 2011 and the thing 1982 today and he cropped up in there. So yeah, can't believe I forgot. I, I did want to, uh, we're done with roll call, but I did want to mention that's it. it's done. It's done. Oh, okay. oh, the baby was Robert Altman's grandson. But did Wait. he grow up to be some? Nope. Never did anything else right. after that. Put it, put, it, oh. put it this way. He hasn't got his own Wikipedia page, which is pretty, pretty low, low bar these days. But the one that Paul, Paul L. Smith at Debluto, um, he didn't have a great film career, but he made the f- films that I find most watchable out of any of them. So he was in Midnight Express. He was the prison guard in that. He was in June, the 1984 version of that. And he was in Red Sonja, that uh, underrated gem. Ah, right. Uh, okay. So... You know, okay. playing the same, effectively the same character, a big meaty psycho. But uh, yeah, so oh, the boxer, Paul L. Smith. The boxer was the guy that um, um, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor get put in the cell with in Stir Crazy. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, where they're like going, oh, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was King Kong Bundy, uh, the wrestler, but he, he's right. not though. Well, his mother was. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Hurt. Uh, come on, you guys know who I'm talking about. Not giving as much to go on. Well, she won an Oscar for the year living dangerously. Linda Hurt. Oh, okay. Linda Hurt? Or Hunt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no. no, you're right. Linda Hunt, sorry. Okay, I was going to say Linda Hurt. And that was her first movie role, Popeye. Maybe she did hurt because she got clunked on the head with the bucket. See, you remember that? You like that scene? No. Mm. <laughs> I drag it out. I think well, I see a zero coming. <laughs> if we see roll call, then let's... Okay, if that's the end of roll call, then... That's the end of roll call. Can, I... can, we, can, we, can we agree on the set? Can we, can we start off this bit now, where we look at it a bit further? Can we start off with the set? Yeah, the set is, great. is something else. Yeah. It's if all I was... right. If I was going there, and if I was going to the, the location, Malta, I would definitely put it on my list because I'd want to see it. And then I'd want to see the film. And maybe I might like the film a little bit more if I'd, if I'd actually been there. But the beautiful waters of Malta, uh, despite the fact that it had a really corny plastic octopus in it, um, yeah. it, still, it still was, you know, it looked great. It looked like a lovely location to film in, I would say. It did look lovely. Yeah, it was not probably, probably the best thing in the film, wasn't it? But it was absurdly over-engineered. I mean, why spend all your creative talent and effort on that versus other key elements of a film, such as the plot and the music and the acting and all that sort of mm. stuff? Um, so, yeah, definitely, if we're judging on its set, it was a success. Mm. But like Charlie had said, uh, Harry Nielsen, mm. you know, he, he did Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, everybody's uh, talking. You know, yeah. and... That song can't live if yeah. living is without you, you know. And it's like, what you can't the hell was he thinking? Yeah, yeah. It's like he must have been high. I think they. I think a lot. Well, Robin Williams was high for sure. He's always high, which that also annoys me too. It's like you should be grateful for the gift that God gave you. You finally are going places, and he just basically not that he ruined his career, but I just felt. He spent way too much money on drugs, and um, I still kind of feel like he had something to do with Belushi, too, passing away. Because he used to hang out with Belushi, and they used to do coke and everything that you can imagine. And Carrie Fisher. 
and Carrie Fisher. I don't trust her either. Now, this is sort of this has turned into a murder mystery podcast. Ooh, Charles nice. breathes a sigh of relief that dead people can't sue for libel, so that's uh, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, they're probably the somewhere. Can, can't they? Yeah, their oh, families yeah. can. True. They're yeah, probably somewhere. Myself from allegedly, of course. They're beyond the grave doing coke somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't say that. All right, Coca-Cola. Yeah, drinking Coca-Cola. But it depends. Okay. Like the, the original Coca-Cola did have cocaine in it, so who knows if they got their hands on that, <laughs> wherever they are. Siphoning but, it off through a chemistry set. Yes, I've got some. Okay. I can't say anything bad about people that are dead. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you can, but I mean, just be aware that their, their family might bump into this podcast going, oh, I really like Stand By Me. I'll listen to this. Oh, they're really good, aren't they? Oh, I'll listen to the latest one. And then they yeah, see, I'm you know, sure, like, Carrie I Fisher's... doubt that ever is going to happen. Though. Well, Robert Downey Jr. listens to this podcast. We know that. Oh, don't we tease do... me. Don't. We do know that, sweetheart. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine Carrie Fisher's billionaire daughter listening to this podcast. I liked Popeye as growing up. How dare they say that stuff about my mother? I mean, come on. When she, I don't she... think get to this. She, she wouldn't. She wouldn't get that far in the podcast to, to, to go. What are they talking True. about? ChatGBT and being invaded and what? When on? she died, she cre- she was cremated and she was put into a pillbox. You know. Again, try to, you know, basically mooning us to let her know that she always did drugs. Oh, that was true. I thought that, that was, was a gag. true. No, oh. it was true. Right. Okay. Hang on. I mean... When you get cremated, there's a, a hoof load of ashes because my dad got cremated. And com- com- imagine a comedy scene, right? I know this is off on a tangent, but <laughs> there is yeah. literally a shitload of ashes when you when you get handed like you're deceased <laughs> and it's heavy and um, we had to go we didn't have to but we chose to go and scatter the ashes where his mum and dad were in the crematorium so off we trot with with this canister and it's a special canister because you press it down and you twist it and it releases some of the ashes so you can all have a go basically in releasing the ashes so we did it. We all we all like said our goodbyes, and then there was like still a load of it left. <laughs> so we're like, oh, have to do it again. So For another go. Do it again. Still left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she's happy now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See. Then we went to do it, and then I went to do it, and it's typical me, the clumsy one. I went too far down and it just went poof. all over you and it went all over my shoes it went everywhere I was just like oh, I can't believe this just, it was like the big Lebowski it, you know so to be put in a pill box that's that's BS absolute BS there's a, well, a shit ton of ashes basically. no but it's, it was a big pill box it was, it was the size of, a, of an urn but it was the shape of a pillbox. Oh. <laughs> wow. I bet her daughter was so proud. I tell you, I, I would never have thought, you know, what's going to make Amanda go into a laughing fit with her reminiscing about her father's death. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not his death. It's it's, it's literally those co- comedic moments that you have. 
you know, in your life when they're so inappropriate. I mean, I got the giggles in my nan's funeral and my cousin behind me saw me doing this. I thought I was literally in hysterics crying, but I wasn't because something set me <laughs> and I couldn't stop. And you know, when you, you're trying to stop yourself because it's inappropriate, it just makes you even worse, doesn't it? Oh, geez. That's me, basically. So I think that score is getting a little higher now. <laughs> Creeping up from from zero. Oh um, god. Just just curious if that's how happened to you on a date with Charlie. There's some some inappropriate moment with him that you'd care to share to us oh, in the audience. And if, it, if it gets a little bit blue, Amanda, just just go with the just go with the story, I think. Why would you what? want a story about me? I don't know. I just, I, I'm still smarting a little bit from some of your earlier comments on my uh, research and my Robin Williams choice of films. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> whilst the man is in full flow, there's got you, you must have. But uh... we've agreed that Robin Williams can't do films. We all collectively agreed that. Okay. And, and Dead Poet Society, it def- there's a reason why it got the piss taken out of it in Friends, which is because pretty much everyone thought the same thing. <laughs> all right. Well, what do well, we think? The boy committed suicide because he couldn't go to the play. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> what do we think of his performance in this film, then? Because he's introduced and he's got these massive forearms, like some 13-year-old lad that's just discovered Pornhub, and he, you can't hear what he's <laughs> saying properly, and he's got this ridiculous squint, and um, he looks far too young to be this grizzled sea dog that he's supposed to be from the cartoons. So I'm saying, Joe, I know you disagree, but I don't think he's a strong point in this film, really. He's just peculiar. Yeah. No, I... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I let's go ahead, Amanda. Sorry, I, I, I was just going to make reference to his forearms look like turkey drumsticks. But that's what the weird. character looks like in the comics and, and in the uh, the cartoons. No, he was he, he was kind of young. He, he wasn't an old dude because he did enlist in the navy, and you have to be young to enlist in the navy. And then his father was you know much older than him, so it's not like he was an old person so like when Popeye first started he was I would say probably in his 20s you know when he was courting olive oil so I don't think that that's much of an issue for me I, I thought he looked great I thought, thought he looked just like the character um, I did hear that he complained about the prosthetics with his arms and his legs and all that crap and it's like you know dude you're getting paid a lot of money to do a movie this is your first movie just shut the hell up and stop how long, getting... did, it, how long did it take to film uh i don't know i didn't do that much research uh, that see one. what happens when you outsource it and you, you know yeah. do it to me. that's outsource. fine that's fine sorry <laughs> um i know that the arms weren't ready which is why the first scene that was filmed was him coming in um, with his that. raincoat look at well oh, oh. Um, I, I did want to like give a little bit of context on, on Popeye. I was kind of doing some research on him. Now it's interesting because he uh, predates Superman, so he actually was an inspiration for Superman. Not the only one, but they did consider him an inspiration for Superman. He, In what he is, context? Well, that he was strong, you know, and that he was muscular. He was kind of like a little superhero. That he would beat the bad guy. He doesn't fly or anything. I guess he does no. if he has spinach, you know. But that only uh, comes at the end of the film. Well, that's his origin story. It's it? ironic. Well, yeah. Well, this movie is his origin story. But yeah, throughout all the cartoons, 
he he ate spinch all the time you know in mm. order to defeat bluto made him stronger and i mean it was a very good marketing thing because it made me eat spinach when i was a kid and i hated vegetables and spinach is probably the most vile tasting vegetable out of all of them and i would i would beg my mother to make me spinach just because i was an idiot and i thought it was going to make me strong yeah but Aww. did you expect did you expect that they the spit eating the spinach and when it didn't go boom 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 like that the third time did you not go yeah i think i think this is all bollocks really no i thought i was getting stronger you know <laughs> okay. you, so it's a, it's a slow thing <laughs> it's, it's like the carrot marketing board all over again isn't it when you can't see in the dark after a sixth kilo of carrots <laughs> you start to wonder if they're just just trolling you but um but anyway, look, this back to oh, the film. Can I just point out, can. my mum yeah. oh, told me that in the middle, you know, the um, the seeds in the middle of peppers, that if uh -huh. you eat one of those, you die because they're poisonous. And it took me until 14, 15, because every time I cut a pepper, I was just like, you can't have a seed. And I wouldn't touch it with my hands and because I just thought it was poisonous. And then um, I forgot who told me, but then, yeah, I felt quite silly. Anyway, Charles wasn't there's a traumas there just filling in the uh, filling in the vegetable bar. Yeah, I just need to look, top and say it's it. a weak start. A w this film has got a strange start because I don't think anyone's expecting it to be musical and it all kicks in. It's quite a sort of trippy, strange start to things with all these grotesque characters that are walking around. And I don't know, I had to actually have a word with myself to enjoy the film because it could have you could have just lost the audience, and I'm sure it did lose some audience members within the first five minutes did you not have to feel yourself kind of stepping out of i can't watch this like a normal film like batman or legend or anything else we've seen this season it's it's not really uh you can't critique it using those standards because it's not supposed to be that sort of film i i love the opening it's oh, like right okay when it no when the credits are rolling i think it's amazing like when he's rowing in the rowboat and you know it's thundering and lightning and then the person goes up and he rings the bell but as soon as the credit says directed by Robert Altman, they start singing and then that's it. It sucks. You know, but that one scene when he's coming in again, that gave me promise. This could have been an amazing movie if they made it more serious, you know, and it wasn't a musical. But it's slightly dark. Wimpy sells Sweepy for a bag of burgers, uh, which is a bit odd. But what I don't understand is this community that rallies around and Olive Oil has got quite a big community on that tape on the table where a mum cooks for everyone as soon as sweepy goes missing nobody cares nobody, nobody's out nobody's yeah, out nobody looking looks. for it nobody's for, out helping her nobody's even bothered yeah for a village that's not actually that big and it's a seaside village and it all looks like everyone's living on top of each other it just feels a little bit weird it feels like a little bit kind of cult yeah that, that's why that they've so. not mm contributed to how to look for this this beautiful baby and, I, I and the fact that they don't know where the baby's actually come from either the, the, the film the, the film that reminded right. me most of was um was the grinch the again superior jim carrey film i think because mm -hmm. uh, everyone there is in lots of prosthetics and masks and it's all kind of fantasy slash reality slight slightly trippy and um yeah, I think I think well, clearly Popeye came first, so perhaps it inspired it in some respects. But the, the Grinch does it better. This this one just left me feeling slightly queasy uh, in parts. 
Yeah, mm. and Sweet Pea's mom is another whore, you know. <laughs> she has the baby. <laughs> she just leaves it like on, uh, you know, almost like throwing out trash. And it's like they have to be able to find her. They're on an yeah, island. Like, there has yeah. to be about 60 people there. It's like she's not going anywhere. And the baby's not that old when it's in the basket. Uh, sorry, no. the baby is quite old when it's in the basket. She's like, you've, it's not crapped, like newborn. you've crapped in my house for the last time, you know. Yeah, yeah the dude yeah. just go to the doctor. That's the quickest who done it ever. Uh, who's any babies born in the last six months? Yeah, to uh, Gladys over there. Yeah. End of story. Gladys. Is this your baby? Get her, get her uh, up in front of the beak and then try her. I'm sure the tax man would have come come along and, and the tax man for abandoning baby tax or something. I don't know. Yeah. What but was I, that I about? Think, yeah, that was crap. Oh, <laughs> dear. God, because he basically charged everybody every day and had signs up everywhere and stuff. I, I don't know if any, how anyone was earning because anything that you could do is I would have any jobs. You could fish. That was it. Well, well I, I think it was the bar, but yeah, I think it was kind of like they were trying to like compare this to like it being oppressed under a Nazi regime where like Bluto was Hitler and he just had his henchmen, <laughs> like the tax guy collecting like. Everyone, you know, he just goes like charging them for unnecessary taxes. Yeah, and, but you know, Blue, they were all afraid of him. You know, wasn't the hench? He wasn't the lead because it was yeah. Popeye's dad. No, he was, well, he was tied up. Well, yeah, he was the commodore, but they basically he tied him up and he basically took over. Hmm. Oh, is that why the commodore was locked in the boat for all that time? Yeah. Oh, I thought he just. Uh, no, I didn't read it like that. Yeah, I thought I thought the the Commodore was the the brains of the operation, and uh, then there was a little mutiny, and Bluto took over mm. and tied him I up. That. Mm. Yeah. No, I think the father was just out of it. He didn't know what was going on. And then, yeah, but how Bluto... long has he been in there? I mean, it's like the Big Brother house. He's been in there for like how long? Surprised he's gone stir crazy and set fire to the place. I guess we'll have to watch it again. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I would, we, I would you do that joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say. Why was there a nine PM curfew condition. lights out for the village? What 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 was that about? Because how's the brothel and the burger bar going to make any money after nine o'clock? Exactly. Like like, did you ever see up? Uh, not up. I'm sorry, Wally. Like yeah. when they're in space and the captain, you know, is apparently in charge, but he's not really in charge. It's like the steering wheel. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of like the whole relationship with Bluto and the Commodore. What? They're a steering wheel? I was like, what? Well, Bluto's the steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, next next week on Rusty Joke, we'll talk about how Rob Robocop is all about the life of Christ. <laughs> but, all right, on that In cats. Note, though, not, that it, not that it is. But don't, don't you think it's good for you sometimes to watch a totally different film from what you would normally watch? And I don't mm. think no. any of us would sit... Well, come on, bear with me while I'm going with this. Okay, <laughs> so, all right, here's one that Charles... This will make you angry again. Okay, so last night I watched About Time. Have you seen it? The Richard Curtis film. Uh, no. Oh, I've yeah. Heard, I, I've Bill, seen it. Yeah. I've heard Bill it's, Nye, yeah, Bill it's Nye Rachel McAdam. No, no, it's not awful. Um, but, but it's not the sort of film I would sit down and watch. I quite like Richard Curtis. don't mind admitting that. Um, and, yeah, and I sat down and watched it. And knowing it was going to be romantic and thought-provoking and charming and it was all those things and and i think if you kind of sit down and just step outside of your normal choice of films and 
you see it through somebody else's eyes, you know, if, if, and if that somebody else is important to you, then it can make for a really different sort of film. And so I, I, I tell you what, Joe, when you t- when you told us we were watching Popeye uh, a couple of weeks ago, rather than just billing it as a revenge film for us all, if you told us that little anecdote about you and your dad in the cinema and how that was, then then I think I would have watched this film through a different set of eyes as well. So <clears throat> anyway, that's both an advert and recommendation for About Time, which I think is a lovely, charming, romantic film. And I applaud Joe for this choice of film because I think it's taken me out of my comfort zone and my f- normal, f- it's broadened my horizons, albeit in a slightly weird, trippy right. film. Well, thank you, Dom. I like you too. What does he want? Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're friends again after um, after you <laughs> didn't quite back me on Pru, Acquaintances. Uh, last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't I back you on? Boo. Or Pluto. Uh, yeah, oh, he, you call it. You back him up on this film. He backs you up on Legend and we just sit here. Like the Emperor's New Clothes. We sit here and go, the Emperor hasn't got any clothes on. Yeah, me and Joe so. are gonna get you we're gonna get you in a pincer movement. Me, Joe, and Chat GPT, Charlie, we're coming for your ass, as Joe would say. <laughs> <laughs> as we would, I'll as beat we prefer it. this civilized country. I'll beat it a third time, it's fine. Whatever oh, whatever it wants. Beat it. Uh, we have to talk uh, about the plot. What about oh. Sweepy being uh psychic? Films. Psychic? What happens? Uh, I, well, the whole thing is, I think it's pretty clear cut. It's he's a stranger. He he beats somebody up, and they all like him. They find a baby, <laughs> baby psychic, wins baby money, psychic, um, and then baby gets attacked by a giant squid. And well, we, all right. So here's the thing, too, which is like confusing to me. So who's running that whole gambling thing? It's got to be the Commodore and Bluto. So why would they? <laughs> but why would they need Sweet Pea? If I mean, are they they trying to win money from themselves? Yeah. Who knows? Joe, well, yeah. Who knows? Even Olive Oil. <laughs> even Olive Oil was like, "Well, I want to win some. I want to get in on this cash." Yeah, she was a right old gambling addict, wasn't yeah. she? Straight in. I mean, the only person caring about the kid was Robin Williams. And like when you've got a Jesus. guy that's just rode in on in a wet in a southwester, uh, and he's just come into there, and he's the one that cares about the kid more. Not the mum, not the surrogate mum, not the town, because they didn't bother looking for the kid. The only one looking after this kid is Popeye. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, no, yeah, he, no, he's the only good guy. Yeah. Would, would you let Popeye babysit your children? Uh, hard. No, for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's never come up. Yeah. But I mean. Would you let uh, Robin Williams? It, it, it would, would you let do Robin if it was Williams babysit your kids. kids. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Popeye than Michael Jackson. Oh God, that's uh, not guy there. <laughs> How many well, lawsuits are we? He's dead so too. <laughs> yes, but they've all got estates. You know, it's why you can't just go. Oh, I'm going to just nick beat it for my YouTube. I video. don't think Tito and Jermaine are listening to this podcast. I'm sorry. Oh. Tito could go, be going. Oh look, somebody's done a podcast on Iron Eagle. I wonder what the other podcasts are about. I'm sure I mean, once they uh, got to Popeyes, I'm going to skip this. One. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's next then? Well, this is better than Weekend at Bernie's. I, we I, actually I finished to, Weekend at Bernie's to, after. I tried it. to take us home. Well, I think yeah. we, I think we are home. I did want to, now that you mentioned Weekend at Bernie's. I, I think that this is better than Weekend at Bernie's. No, no, no. Yes, no. yes, absolutely yes. not. Yeah. Jesus. No. Well, it's, it's two against two. So. No. Well, let's go to, should we go to the scores? 
Uh, I also think it's better than The Breakfast Club. I, I would rather oh, watch gosh. this oh, over than The Breakfast no. Club. No, I'm I not a huge stand... fan of The Breakfast Club, but oh my oh, god, I've watched that. It's just so like it's a more believable. Times over. I, I, I'm, it's more believe that octopus is more believable than the kids <laughs> in The Breakfast Club. Dear me. Well, I, I told I don't you know what's going on now because it's just, it's just it's such crap. Again, he spent the whole have... he spent the whole film, the whole podcast basically telling us a couple of little bits are good here and there, but the the music's rubbish, the acting's rubbish, all this sort of stuff. And now you're saying a film which pretty much defines the brat pack of the era. You may or may not like it, but you've got to say it's better than this. I will give the Breakfast Club. The music was better in the Breakfast Club. Hmm. But I don't no, think I, I don't no, think it's if that's a small crumb that I'm gonna get, then that's all I, I suppose I'm all that's all I can have. Would you say it, Dom? I don't think it's clear cut. I think Joe could be right. Um you know, yeah, this is what right. I was on about earlier. Popeye's a spectacular failure, but Breakfast Club has not aged well. I, I remember liking it when I was, you know, fourteen, fifteen, whatever, and relating to it then. But as an adult, when you look back on it, it is slightly mm. pitiful in places. It's weird because when I watched it with Amy, she absolutely loved it. And yeah, that's yeah. It's got like I just I kind of lived it. Still, I, like it still holds up. No, the the jock and the punk would have gotten together and beat the crap out of the nerd and the freak. That's they would never have been friends. That's how America was back then. Hard, cynical joke, like a industrial wheels and big steel cogs. Should we go to the scores? Yeah. Then we got to do. The, then we got to do the draw. Oh, I thought right, you'd the, I thought you'd seamlessly work the trivia through into the little bits, but yeah, go go for it. Do you, do you want its own little special because you're going to have to announce it? First time I've put trivia time in in ages. Yeah, put it in. Um, well, I'll, I'll try to be quick about. It. I I did well. One thing about Popeye though, that that was very. You're going to introduce trivia time. <laughs> trivia time. <laughs> I don't know. How you introduce trivia time. Trivia time. Like, it's trivia time, like people. Um, right, okay, go for it. Go for after that. What, no, it's weird because, it, like, originally, that. you know, the Popeye cartoons were very popular and they were competing against Walt Disney and his cartoons, and they ended up losing because of Snow White. But there was a time where we could have seen Popeye and Superman and Betty Boop as the norm instead of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. If they hadn't done Snow White, I think that there there is an alternate reality where that could have been because they were very close. They were the only competitors, and then once Disney got a, a proper foothold, they were done. Um, but I also think it's, it's interesting too is that Nintendo originally wanted Popeye uh, to do a video game on Popeye, and it was Donkey Kong. Okay. And whoever owned the rights to Popeye did not want. It to be a video game like a Japanese video game, so they ended up having to create Mario. But it originally was supposed to be meant for Popeye, where I guess it was Bluto would kidnap Olive, and then Popeye would have to go up the the girders and jump over the, the barrel. You could just hear the the crying of the Popeye estate is still going on to this day. I mean, but could you imagine billions with an alternate reality? Yeah, billions. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, this movie was made because Annie was so popular, and it and it was a, a musical, 
So they decided, well, let's look at other cartoon characters and they found Popeye, you know, like, well, let's make this into a musical. And like we said, it was a huge mistake. It should not have mm-hmm. been a musical. Hmm. Um, at least Annie had some good songs in it and Albert Finney. Uh, oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, these are some of the worst songs ever made and mm-hmm. I can even think of. I I, mean, I really can't. Even Howard the Duck had a couple of good songs, I would say. I was waiting for that. Thank you, Joe. You I said you'd rather, rather watch you'd watch rather watch Howard the Duck than this film. I, yeah, it's possible because Leia Thompson was in it, you know. But the rest of it's crap. You know. I'll take whatever you gotta give. Amanda thinks okay, it's above average, so that's fine. Great. Yeah. I'd watch Howard I can't remember saying this. I'd watch Howard the Duck over Popeye. Uh, oh, I can already know where your score's starting from then. So okay. Oh, so you know who almost was cast? They originally wanted Gilda Radner to play Olive Oil. She'd have been Is good. That? Gilda Radner, do you, do you are you familiar with her, Amanda? No. She was in Saturday Night Live, um, and she was married to uh, what's his name, Gene Wilder. Wilder, yeah. Uh, anyway, you'd know if you con- saw her face, you'd you'd, uh... you'd probably know her. Yeah, she would have been good, but I think you know Shelley Duvall was really good. Mm. They were also looking at uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, Lily Tomlin to play Popeye and Olive, which I don't think that would have worked. Mm. Okay, next next snippet, Joe. I am gonna say. Oh, the the other one. I I don't know if I mentioned this is that Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. They thought it was amazing. Uh, did they? Because I think I saw his review in the Chicago Sun. Maybe I was looking at another film. I sent you the video where they they loved it. Right. Oh, okay. Well, they're not always right. I mean, no, I will say they were wrong on this one. They must have been high that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. As far as I remember, he didn't like Die Hard. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like, and some of them didn't like Scorsese's movies, you know? Um, Yeah. I can't, I don't understand how this can get two thumbs up. (laughs) I guess we'll, we'll end it where. It could have been a better movie. It, you know, it's just that they made some really odd choices, especially the music and the actors that they hired to play the the, I guess the background characters, which is awful. You know. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Maybe they ran out of money. Well, no, probably not as well. There was in a, if there's two studios in there, it's unlikely that you know that. Well, sure, the money was there. But. Yeah, but if the set was just a temporary set, how come it's still there in 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 Malta? It must they were probably been... too lazy to pull it down. <laughs> yeah, but it must have been made constructed to a point where it was made to to last. So they probably spent too much money on it. Or made safe and call it Popeye World. Well, they probably had the Maltons basically put it together. And they're like, we're going to make this to last. Maltesers. That's what they're called. Little brown chocolates. Come on, let's put this in the scores. All right, yeah, let's. uh, All right, okay. Scores. Let's go in the order that we did that we went in then. Dom. Dom first. Yeah, so um, 
as I said, if you step out of yourself when you're watching this film and enjoy it as it's intended to be enjoyed, then I think there are things to like about it. The set, ridiculously extravagant as it is, has to be admired. I personally think some of the background characters and the whether they were costumed and made up, I thought that was successful. And it's just different. It is a different creative experience. Not everyone's cup of tea. Definitely made me feel like I've been on the waltzes and felt a bit queasy at times. You can't overlook some of the huge flaws that exist with the film as well. So I, I enjoyed it. Really happy that Joe picked this uh, film for us to watch. That said, my score is going to reflect the fact that objectively it's not wonderful. So three and a half out of five, uh, out of, excuse me, three and a half out of ten for me. That was that was almost a good score. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Um, uh, Charlie? Worse Legend. Uh, Worse Legend. I give a point for the uh for the set and a point for the baby two okay amanda <gasps> right we have to brace ourselves it's like she's gonna say come is back I read from my is, notebook is, is it coming as, as oh. i was watching the movie no nope. my first line was can i swear uh yeah you can get away with f-bomb uh mm, yeah do means. it yeah do it no, I won't. I effing hate musicals was my first line. Okay. Uh, then the next one was if they could find all the annoying characters in other films and put them into one film, this is it. <laughs> uh, one of the worst and most annoying films I've ever watched. The Saving Grace. There are two Saving Graces. The treasure chest that they were going to find when they opened it, was actually quite sweet because it was Popeye's dad's memories of Popeye's childhood in a treasure chest. And I just thought, oh, that's actually quite cute. That's actually really quite sweet. I like that. Um, And the fact that the baby was so cute. So I've actually given it half a point. It was close. As well. Okay. Rounded down to zero. No, it's half a point. But when you mentioned that, it, it <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, why wouldn't the father recognize that that was his son then? It's just stupid writing, too. Yeah. He did. He did. He did recognize him, but he... Not right he, away. He willfully, willfully was like, well, no, you can't be my son. Yeah, and, and he's acted as an evil overlord to the town for generations as well. So that's all kind of undone because he's got this, like, sentimental trash that he keeps in a chest next to the dodgiest looking octopus i've ever seen in my life so this is just terrible writing characters undergo 180 degree personality changes for no reason that's explained and we're just supposed to go along with the ride yeah i'm thinking of knocking half a point off my score there is a worse octopus <laughs> by the way there's a worse oh. octopus in jaws 3 where they were going to the undersea kingdom and because it's in 3d the, sh- the thing comes out and, and it's tentacle tentacle Wraps itself around around her face. Ah, uh, I always love a testicle tentacle joke. But um, anyway, that's bingo, <laughs> isn't it? You managed to get you managed to shoehorn jaws in there as well. I got Howard the Duck in and Jaws Three. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm it, happy, it, lad. It, it was noticed. Mm. Speak, speaking, and, of and I never mentioned Derek Stoltz either. Oh no, you just did now. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't understand how it's considered a cult classic, but I guess they were, you must have been really, really young in order to appreciate the movie back in the day. And I guess that happens. It's like 
uh, like there's so many people that love the Barbie movie and it's like it's okay but I don't think that's going to age well in the future no um I do think that there's good performances by the leads and but everything else is just a mess so I'd have to give it a three wow so it's half three and a half three and two <laughs> It's our lowest ever, I think, isn't it? It is. Well, it 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 was the film that made us re- redo the terms and conditions of the uh, film selections from from now on. But on that note, we still have we still have films to go. Um, it, how many films? We, have we got, how many films we've got left to go this season? We've got we've got two each left. Eight. Wow, okay. Yeah, we did quite well. Well, just, the... just, just to tantalise our listeners, um, we've had an internal meeting, if that's what we can call it. We had a chat, and we've decided on our next season's topic, oh, which I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share. Okay, all right. We have, yeah. No, that's a decision. Legally oh. binding. Amanda might have been out the room at the time, but we have. She yeah, was shouting at Amy, yeah. We're like a pre-suffragette uh, type era here. We took a vote when you were out the room, Amanda, but it's a good How vote. How rude. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda was Can't... making her a huge cup of tea. Charles said something about women know their place, and uh, we as men, as men got together with our brandy and cigars, and we, yeah, we can't Period. put the, the sentence. Yeah, just remember who holds the license for Zoom. Mm. True, it's almost like there's no other alternatives out there in the world. So, to Amanda, you're anyway. to ransom. Once again, the right. men have come through, and we've come up with a brilliant choice. Right. Anyway, here we go. It's six episodes time. So I may, Amanda's, I may have gone Amanda's, too early with this. There's Amanda's two each, choice. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two each. Eight. Right. That's going to be Christmas. It is. Yes. And we haven't done it. We haven't decided our Christmas film yet. Stop saying the C word. Right. And we're going to do a horror. October yet. We're going to do a horror at Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah. We, yeah, we need to. Oh, yeah. I won't be there for that. Oh, Amanda, <laughs> come on. No. Come on, oh, well. That? I, I will sue you if I if I incur any mental trauma and everlasting damage from watching horror films. So no, I know, I know someone we could bring in as a guest star. Just to, oh, okay. Just, just to have that threat hanging over you if you if you do decide not to participate. Guest star. Oh, okay. so we'll bring someone else in if you don't do it. We'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Remember who owns the Zoom account? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Right. right, I I've while you've been you lot have been waffling on. I picked the uh, the film out of Amanda's two that I left, and the next film that we'll do in a fortnight's time will be Dirty Dancing. What the hell? I think you said you hate musicals. Musical. It is a musical. It's a film with music in it, like The Breakfast Club. Do you know how many times musical. Charlie made me watch Dirty Dancing when we we shared a house? No way. Uh, ne- oh. Never. Never every, every other day, uh, he knew all the moves. He <laughs> did he get you to do up, the uh, the dance on the lawn? Oh, I lifted him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did all of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he told me if it's for his upper body uh, strength. Did he? Did uh, he get yeah. you to carry his watermelons? <laughs> yeah. Did, did he hit you into the fan and the, 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 the ceiling fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, he gave me the time of my life. Yeah. I was just about oh, to say God. that. Right. Well, stop, after this, stop, save it, save it. After this, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to dirty dancing. After this, so great. 
How can we, with three men on the pod, review Dirty Dancing? I mean, well, clearly we have our choices. Yeah, well, look, come on, let's be serious, right? I've picked movie I've never watched. I've picked a movie that I really love. Uh, I've got another one that I only watched a few, probably a year ago. Uh, and what was the other one that I've chosen? Uh, I can't. Well, I can't do it without taking it, away, <laughs> giving, giving it away. I mean, no, no, no. The the one that I only watched a year ago is still in the hat. Uh, um, no spoilers. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't remember what movie. Uh, anyway, oh, I, I've, well, I've the taken movie, quite a, a selection of films. They haven't all been girl films as such. Yeah. So how am I, how am I supposed to watch this? Like a, a grown man sat in my own living room watching Dirty Dancing's is that more or less weird than asking Isabel to get some of her mates around for a sleepover and watch it with them? How am I even supposed to consume this? That's film? even more weird. Level? Have you watched That's this even with your more daughters? weird. Asking your daughter to bring some mates around yeah. so right. and watch I'll a movie. Just, I'll just sit there as a grown man in my living room. <laughs> Why don't you watch it with expression. your daughters? Uh, fuck. Yeah, that's not. That's probably a less weird way to do it, Charlie. Yeah. All right. You can talk about the uh, the. Um, Unwanted pregnancy, the backstreet ah. abortion, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's lessons of life in there. Sending people uh, inappropriate fo- photos on their smartphones. Is that is that covered in the film as well? I don't know. Uh, I can outsource my parenting to this this movie. A 16-year-old getting <laughs> off with someone who's clearly way much older than her, like, you know, in reality. Um, you know. See, everyone, this film's picking up already. It's, uh, so, we're frown- frowning on age gaps now, are we? Okay. It's quite, yeah. quite judgy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Right. Well, the 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 from the bizarreness of Popeye to the dirty dancing. <laughs> to the dirty dancing. <laughs> to, yeah. Okay. Fine. Cool. Right. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell people where they can find you? <laughs> oh yeah, they can find me on WWNT Nerd Alert, where we discuss. A lot of comic book movies, superhero movies. I guess it's the same thing. Star Wars, Marvel. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun and highly recommended. Uh, whereas if you want Dom and Amanda, just messages on uh, on Facebook. And I'll pass the message on to Dom because we haven't given you access to it. Well, some people that uh, watch the pod uh, or, or listen to the Sorry, watch us on YouTube or listen to the pod are actually my clients. So, you know, it's quite fun. Uh, it said in uh, auditing, of course, because that could oh, be yeah, taken, not that could be taken a different way. in any way. other way other than... Yeah, they're going to go. Was it actually true about your father and his urn and his ashes? <laughs> God knows what that was. <laughs> I like that, Joe. Fair play. That was a good... An impression of Amanda. She makes it sound like she's 90. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. That wasn't how kind. That was her clients. That was her. That were the clients. Well, the clients are ninety. I don't know. <laughs> that could be a teenager for all I know. I've reached that point in life where I'm auditing my clients, and there is actually a definite generation gap now uh, on some of the clients that I go in because they haven't got a clue the, the cultural references I'm talking about. It's quite fun. Yeah. Well, you you weren't there for the for the uh, uh, party that we went to at the weekend, where the load of eighteen year olds are, are sticking up. Girl, one of the songs is they all know the words to it. Is it the girl or the bad guys? One, 
or something. Anyway, and they're all singing this sort of stuff outside, and they're all having a whale of a time, and it's great. And then I walk up, and then I go, uh, yeah, I'd like a choice. What would you like on Charlie? And I say, Leaf Garrett, I was made for dancing. And they stuck that on, and, and basically, I've never seen a, I've never seen an outside clear uh, as as quick as anything. And there's thought, me, quite drunk, trying to extol the virtues of of Leaf Garrett because I think it's a quality song. What what, what part was this then? Where you were surrounded by a load of eighteen year olds? No, it was twenty first. Uh, it's a twenty. It's a twenty first. Okay. Mm. But anyway, never mind. Uh, at least I heard it, so the subconscious has registered it, and yeah, it's fine. And when they hear it, they go, oh, I don't remember. The, the that's 21st. what that old, old guy put that's on. That's what that drunk old guy was putting on. Yeah. Were you dancing, anyway, Charlie? You I was. On the dance floor? I was made for dancing. So, yeah. I could see oh. him doing the monkey, you know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, right. Let's, let's, finish, let's finish this. Right. Okay. I'm going to say cheerio. See you. Bye-bye. Toodle pip. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.